I V M. Hello and welcome to another episode of IVM Likes. I'm back after two whole episodes. Oh, really? You're missing yeah. for two episodes? Yeah. I don't know how many episodes I've been missing for. I've been missing for a while too. It looks like Abbas is the new host of the show. That's true. Yeah. Abbas has been doing a lot of these. I'm the supporting pillar. He wears T-shirts that correspond to what he's going to talk about most of the time. Oh, really? Which I find very impressive. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's like themed. Yeah. yeah. I'm really disappointed you guys didn't ask me to come for the Star Wars episode, man. What the no. hell? This is a grievance section. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, dude? We had to keep it short, so we were like, <laughs> oh, so then, okay. So then that means you got to keep yeah. me out of it. All right. Okay. All that's right. Fair I'm shutting up, and I'm in the studio today with Amit and Abbas. And we're going to do a round of recommendations, and then we're going to get into a discussion about things that are so bad, it's good. Okay. Wait, is yeah. the other way around? No, it's so bad, it's so good. So bad, it's so good. Yes. I <laughs> think so good that they're bad. Ever? Think so Maybe. good that they're bad. Yeah. Hell it's yeah. So Mad good Man. that they're bad. Madman. Madman oh. is amazing. Madman is so good that it's just boring. <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> All right, so uh, Abbas is going to recommend a movie today, right, and yes. I was going to recommend a book, as and always. I'm going to recommend a TV show. As always, <laughs> we've just taken our regular places back. All right. Anyway, let's start a round of recommendations. Sure. Yes, let's so go starting with me. Yeah, yeah. Yes, let's do this. Abbas. All right. Uh, so I am recommending a film from last year. It's a documentary film called simply called Tower. T O W E R. Uh, it's a documentary. It's about a 1966 event that happened at the University of Texas, oh. where uh, a shooter went atop uh, the tower of the University mm-hmm. of Texas and basically took aim at random students and uh, went berserk. Uh, it's a horrible premise, but what makes the film special is that the documentary is actually shot using the rotoscoping technique uh, if you've seen films like a scanner darkly or a couple of others where it's kind of a motion capture thing where mm-hmm. the physical representation of the actors is used to kind of give an animated twist to their uh, body structure and their faces right. oh, okay so what the filmmaker has done is that he because it took place in 1966 the actual victims and people who are involved are pretty old now right but he's taken the the audio uh, of their interviews hmm. and kind of used that to recreate it using the younger version of the actual photograph oh, really cool. oh, wow. yeah, yeah so what you it's it's almost like a very uh, specific and accurate representation oh. of maybe how they must have looked at that point of time oh, so uh, it's uh, they they basically 3d generated kind of yes ah, yes okay. he's taken pictures from their youth when they oh. were studying there oh. or cops which were serving at that time and he's taken the uh, facial features of theirs hmm. to recreate uh, an a part animation part live action version of uh, what happened there and all through while this is happening of course in the background we keep hearing the actual audio that he recorded right of right right, right. Uh, and slowly and steadily as the movie goes along uh he kind of cuts back to how they look in the present mm. he, he kind of tries and merge the uh, timelines the, the timelines and uh, like for example there's this one 
particularly tragic uh, instance where a pregnant woman uh, was hit by a bullet and she fell down and she lost a child um you know when we see her for the first time of course she's young because she's a university mm-hmm. student but then you suddenly see her face transform to this older woman who lost a child and right. has kind of become uh, who she is today so it's a very uh, beautiful uh, transition that he does uh it's very fast paced mm-hmm. uh, there's no i mean he's not trying to sort of uh, uh, squeeze you for emotional right. uh, uh, you know it's a, uh, it's straightforward like what happened but also yes. done in a different way exactly yeah. it's almost unfair like a thriller and another thing because this is about a shooting which is a very american phenomena which america is still dealing mm. with he doesn't hammer the idea home that it's a big problem and we should deal with it only towards the end of the film he kind of brings it all together that things haven't changed much since 1966 right. Right, right, right. Uh, that back then something like this happening in even today uh, th- those tragic incidents keep happening right. so the narrative is told from a couple of different perspectives one is of the cop who was on duty that day mm-hmm. a mm. uh, couple of people who were either injured or lost someone who were mm. close to them couple of uh, students who actually went out of the way to do hero- heroic acts of going and saving people there's there's one particular character who uh, the same uh, same woman who who was pregnant and mm. she was shot and she couldn't move and she was lying on on the tarmac all this other student did was she just went lied down next to her and just kept telling her it's going to be okay uh, it's going to be okay right. right right so simple acts like yeah. those and one particular um, uh, character is the journalist who was reporting things as they were going along so um uh it's a very short brisk movie it's 82 minutes long uh, very fast paced very well done it's got uh, it's hard in the right place it's got everything uh, sorted out so check out the movie it's called tower it's a documentary it's available on netflix hmm. ah, okay, so that makes it easy. Uh, yeah, go ahead yeah. and check it out it's a, yeah. it's it's a very well done film cool that sounds like something right up my alley i do like that they don't um, bring back the timeliness of like look it's relevant in this situation yeah. which yeah. i feel like yeah. is happening with a That's, lot of stuff yeah problem with documentaries just generally no not right? just documentaries <laughs> is like uh, so last uh, a couple of months weeks ago i recommended um, the handmaid's tale because i wanted to watch it read it again before the yeah. book, uh, the right. you know, the show came out. out i started watching the show yesterday uh, and there is a feeling like in the comments and reviews of the show that people keep saying oh it almost feels like it's timely for this time because you know women have no rights right yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. but it isn't it's a dystopian yeah, novel just exactly. let it be you know yeah no <laughs> It's <laughs> sometimes it's a marketing ploy to say it it's is. almost for yeah, our generation. It is, it is. I mean, like it's the same thing that's happening with the Americans. Okay. Because when it started, and it was a you know Russian spy right, right, drama. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, now, now it feels I've, relevant, yeah. and it's like, but that's not the point, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, not everything has to equate to something in today's time. Yeah. You can look at something as a piece of history. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that in like our things that are so bad that they're. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna recommend a book called Blood Song by Anthony Ryan. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, it's a fantasy book as mm. always. Uh, it is uh, it's one of these really heroic kind of stories, but it's also a uh, Bildungsroman. You know, like a school story. Mm. So it's uh, the the way the book starts off is like this is a kid who is six years old whose father leaves him off at a place where warriors train mm. okay. and how he goes on to become the greatest warrior in the land mm-hmm. and what i really like about this particular book is that it is told in such a kind of measured way the story is non-stop it's not like a kind of it's, it's not like one of the stories which doesn't go anywhere for a long time and then moves really fast mm. no it's a non-stop story 
but it is so deliberately told it's like mm. you know there's something happening then there's something more happening then there's something more happening and it unfolds like it kind of creates this massive world mm. over the course of the book which and all of it happens in like a very small area except for the last 15% of the book or so which mm. where they are sent off somewhere right. else right. but like and what's really cool is the kind of friendships that you read about that these guys are forming and uh, this character is one of the most badass characters I've ever read mm. I mean like uh, so re- really fun book I mean like I would highly highly recommend it unfortunately there were two books that came after it both of them decreased in quality <laughs> uh, the third book was really really bad the second book was still okay, okay. Uh, but the first book you could read it as a standalone mm. and it's amazing alright what's it called again it's called Blood Song by Anthony Ryan. Okay. It's uh, book one of the Raven Shadows. Uh, but Raven's if you Shadows don't read series. the two books, is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you it, don't need the closure. Well, because the thing is, uh, so uh, a little, uh, not really spoilery, but the things that you think you're gonna get closure mm. from book one. Oh. You don't get closure for oh, that. It just okay. moves into a different direction. Yeah, it moves into a different direction. So then you're at like, all right, yeah. if that's the case, <laughs> what do Why I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the third book is a steaming pile of crap. So I mean, like, uh, you know, it. Uh, uh, reading that book was I'm like reading it I'm like my god what happened here I don't get it and, and the thing is he's a good writer I've read some of his other stuff and mm. the other stuff is really really good mm. okay. uh, he's got a new series out called the Dracona series which is about like dragons and mm. stuff like that like dragon blood being yeah. uh, it's about dragon blood being the equivalent of fuel to bring wow. it back to the idea wow. of okay. uh, you know trying to equate it to normal uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the analogy like dragon blood is oil it's mm. as difficult to get dragon blood as mm. to get oil that's a really good mm. book. Maybe he was just under pressure to finish the series. I think that's what happened. <laughs> I really think that's what happened. He, he's yeah. like, I'm not going to be George R. R. Martin. I'm going <laughs> to get my shit done. But right. yeah. So the first of the series, <laughs> The Blood Song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I want to recommend a TV show. So last week I had a, um, I had a little bit of a of downtime to watch stuff. That So I have a really strict television schedule because sure. I have a lot of stuff to consume and I want to utilize my yeah. free time. <laughs> Um, but sometimes when I just have nothing uh, that I specifically want because it's going to be you know either dark and bleak right. or I'm going to have to get into it, I'll just go and watch anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week I started watching this show on Netflix called Dear White People, which is the new show that they just launched, um, and I ended up watching all ten episodes at one time. And I've seen the movie that the TV show is based, based on. on. Yeah. Um, and we did an episode uh, a couple of weeks ago about um, movies that would have made or books that would have made good TV, TV adaptations right, or the yeah, other way yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. This is a movie that really benefits from being a TV show. Okay. The movie was good. It was okay. It right. came out in 2014 and it was, it did fairly well. Right. But the television adaptation is so much better. It's just far better yeah. than the than the movie. Um, it uh, basically functions like it's um, 10 chapters each episode based on one character right uh, it's based in a fictional television like a university called Winchester University where you're dealing with the social injustice and the difference between blacks and whites okay um, and also like within the black community colorism and right. um, what people think is activism for what they should believe in and what mm. you know where some characters believe that let's assimilate as much as possible why should we stand out Whereas some characters really harp on, these are our differences. This is what we should be proud of. Right. Um, so the story starts basically because there's a, a news leaked about a blackface party happening on campus. Okay. So it really enrages everybody and it's a big, um, you know, a big thing that happens where people start realizing like, let's find what our identity is in this space. And surprisingly, with such a big topic, it is so funny. Uh, because I was actually just looking to watch something that would be 
take my mind off stuff because I just needed to relax. And it was so funny because once I started watching it, I was like, this might get heavy because there is an episode on police brutality. Right. And uh, that episode, in fact, is directed by Barry Jenkins, who made Moonlight. Oh, okay. And it is pretty spectacular. But mm. it is also so funny. Like, mm. I legit LOL'd yeah. out loud, <laughs> okay. you know. Uh, which is really nice because it it doesn't villainize like the black people. It's just a statement on this on the social situation right, right now. Right, right. Again, kind of timely now compared exactly. to 2014. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about timely TV yeah, shows. Unfortunately, is. but it is still um, a really good standalone yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch the movie, it the characters are this similar and some of them are the same, but it's almost an all new cast. Right. Yeah. Uh, and every then this time every character gets importance. Whereas in the mm. movie it was just the yeah. you know the main girl Samantha and Dream the journalist. Yeah, yeah. In this one, every character gets a story yeah. arc. Every character gets a proper context to their history and right. why they are like this and why they believe in these rights and why some of them don't want to fight for these rights and yeah. Yeah. don't want to be don't want to stand out and things like that. It's really really fun. Um, surprisingly high quality for an adaptation on Netflix <laughs> because I think I felt like it didn't come with a lot of. Uh, Hype. Um, hype, lot of marketing. I didn't see a lot about it. it yeah, just I didn't see that in. much about it either. Yeah, but no, it I, I saw, really I've seen funny. the movie. I thought the movie was actually overrated because I remember I, I it was the, written the about a lot. The adaptation I felt like is much yeah, better than the, the movie. I, I'm two episodes down and yeah. I agree. The first Especially two episodes. Like a, a lot towards the end where uh, it becomes super heated where right. the university is literally a hotbed of just racial politics right. and all of that. Yeah. It's still yeah. funny, which the, is great. Some stories need space to breathe. Yeah, that's what So I'll give you another example where the television show was much better than the movie hmm. nowhere close to as serious but uh, the Stargate TV show hmm. okay. SG-1 as a TV show yeah. was far 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 superior to the Stargate movie with okay. uh, James Spader and Kurt Russell right hmm. I guess that's the thing just because you get more space to do it you, yeah exactly yeah. it, it lets you expand the <laughs> 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 Alright, so that's our round of recommendations. Yep. Abbas recommended a documentary Tower. called Tower, and Amit recommended a book called Blood Song, and I'm recommending Dear White People, the TV show on not Netflix. Not the people, but the show. Not, not <laughs> just white, yeah. Alright, let's take a break right now, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, things that are so bad, it's good. And we're back. Uh, so we're going to talk about movies, TV shows, um, and other pop culture that we think is so bad that we genuinely enjoy it. Yep. Uh, let's see, you guys, tell me some really bad stuff you watched right. and really like. Uh, so you know, I, I feel like I used to do a lot more of this earlier. I used to watch like I, I watched multiple John Waters movies multiple times. <laughs> uh, I've done the whole Plan Nine for Outer Space thing. I've done like all that kind of stuff. But I feel like as time's gone on, I don't have that much patience for yeah, this kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So now, so bad it's good for me means something that is just, I can acknowledge the cheesiness of Hmm. it, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. So that is filmmakers like Michael Bay. Right. And probably right. number yeah. one, more more so than Michael Bay, who is more Michael yeah. Bay than Michael Bay, <laughs> is Roland Emmerich, mm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, the director of Independence Day, and the movie that I've actually picked as my so bad as good pick, Godzilla. <laughs> the 1996 I mean, Godzilla. Huh? 1996 Godzilla. The one with Matthew Broderick <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. I can objectively understand that that is a horrendous <laughs> movie, but I still love watching it. It's just so much fun. And there's so many stupid things in it, right? I mean, like, human beings' pregnancy test, letting Matthew Broderick know that Godzilla's pregnant. (laughs) Uh, Baby Godzilla is getting trapped by glass doors 
<laughs> I mean, like seriously, they're trapped by glass doors. Uh, and even though they're trapped and they drop that big bomb on them at the end, there's a big giant hole in the middle of the damn stadium. They can't get out through that hole. I don't think I've seen Gotham in a really long yeah. time. I well, might revisit. It, yeah, but it, it is. It is. It, it, it's objectively not a good movie, but it is just fun. Matthew Broderick's fun to watch. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Right? I mean, yeah. like you know, it's a he's a fun guy yeah. to watch doing this kind of nonsense. So that's why that. it kind of works. Yeah. I get that. Um, did, did you know the... So, Royal Emmerich was so pissed off with uh, Siskel and Ebert who would hmm. never give his movies yeah. good reviews. The mayor and the... I the got that in my notes over here. Are based on were, them. were based on Siskel and Ebert. Oh, oh, and wow. they would just give everything a thumbs up or thumbs down <laughs> in the movie. And then, at the end of the movie, they actually have a breakup where one of the game gives the other a thumbs down, <laughs> down and, and walks away. <laughs> on a large scale <laughs> yeah no I, I actually put that down in my notes I thought that was an interesting <laughs> thing that I saw <laughs> and Bob Dylan's son did a song for, we could be heroes huh. the David Bowie oh, cover yeah. song right 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 yeah, he, he did yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. so out of place <laughs> <in the laughs> ridiculous man but I, I mean like that, 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 that song was made for. so Jake Dylan was popular at that time yeah, right yeah, so yeah. that song was made for the music video yeah uh, but having said that man that, uh, that movie man it's just <laughs> awesome I mean like even Independence Day right I mean like you think about it Independence Day is a objectively crappy movie it's, yeah. a, it's still fun but it's still I, fun, it's still, fun. <laughs> it's still a lot of fun right but the movie is just absolute B-grade schlock yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think there's a specific genre that lends itself yeah. to this as well. Right? Another movie by Roland Emmerich, Day After Tomorrow. Mm. Same thing. Mm. Mm. It's still fun to watch, but yeah. just such junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the first thought that I had was the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Which I actually mm. seek out and watch. Yeah. And I know they're absolute crap. But I'm watching it, I'm like, this is this is insane. This is not possible. What's happening to this car right now? <laughs> but I still really enjoy watching them because yeah. I'm just like that's the music and the and the visuals just like pull me yeah. in, you know. So unfortunately for me, Fast and Furious is one of those pop culture black holes. Uh, I have never seen anything except for the first movie. I have seen the fifth one, was it, with my friend, and I fell asleep in the oh movie God. theater. Oh wow! Okay. And that noisy movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just lost and that interest. That was supposed to be really good. That's the one that got me back interested. The in one, that Tokyo Drift, right? No, no, Tokyo Drift was the second, second or third or th- one. No, oh, okay. yeah. I'm I talking mean. about the one in which the Rock, the well, first I yeah. <laughs> one in which the Rock made his debut. Mm, mm. But it was just bad. I think I've seen all of them except the eighth one, but the I cannot the tell each of them apart. Exactly. <laughs> There's one where Paul Walker wasn't there. I know that one, and yeah. they had like a CGI version of him. And then the new one has Rock. That's it. That's no, all. The I know. Rock has been in the last three ones. Yeah, I the believe. new one is like he's the lead at this oh, point. Okay. Right? It's like Vin Diesel versus him. They're gonna do a spin-off with Rock and Jason Statham apparently. <laughs> okay. So there's more guilty pleasure coming. Yeah, I, yeah. I think even television-wise, but like. Like you know, in movies, it's this kind of overt um, action and thriller movies right. that are bad, that are good but bad. Right. But in TV shows, it's mostly really lowbrow sitcoms. Yeah, you're right. You yeah, know, absolutely right. Like f- your Full Houses of the World, you'd watch it forever. For, I watched uh, yeah. it for so long. Full House is adorable. That's not a guilty <laughs> pleasure. Come on. But plot not, wise, no, no, story Full wise, Full House is junk, man. I mean, like, come on. It's fun, and it's because it was made at a certain at point a time. in time. Exactly. Yeah. And we all saw it at that point in time. Like Full House was a movie, a show that I saw when I was a kid. So I'm sure you yeah. guys also saw yeah. when you were a kid, yeah. right? Yeah. But I want to ask a question. You just said um, you saw Full House when you were a kid and right. you loved it then for what it was. Well, it was you were not was. aware of it. See, I, I was a kid in the 80s in India. What was my media <laughs> diet? Okay, my media diet was basically whatever television show Shemaru had, which was yeah. Growing Pains, Full <laughs> Growing House, Pains. and Different Strokes. Right. Uh, and Three's Company. 
these were this yeah. was my tv diet in Great. the 80s no but i ask you this because i was thinking about this and i remember batman and robin the joel schumacher batman right. george clooney mm. as batman yeah. oh. i loved that movie as a kid i was not aware of its schlockiness i was not right. aware, aware yeah. of its camp Correct. Yeah. but now when i look back at it so does that qualify as a guilty pleasure i loved it for what it no, was i think no i think then. that's a different thing right i mean like things that you saw as a kid exactly right so okay. like uh, one of the things i was thinking about when i was putting this idea together the idea the thought mm. of what are the mm. mo- was thinking about the mon- Mohan Desai movies hmm. right. right Because if you look at The Mon Mohan Desai movies I love them I still love them right? Yeah. I saw Naseeb A couple of weeks ago On mm. television <laughs> Loved it I thought it was just The most awesome thing ever Right Amar Akbar Anthony Ever if I, I catch it I will watch it so at all. Yeah, yeah. A, they, they, It doesn't take Any I, convincing I don't think Amar Akbar Anthony Is bad at all It isn't It's absolutely genius It is She gets her eyesight back From Sai Baba's statue It's the best. It is the best, right? I mean, like, but you see these things at the time that they're from, right? And so, I mean, like, you know, uh, if you try and make uh, Amar Akbar Anthony today. I mean, to be fair, it is at that time people were still making good movies. They were, but then this was. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, this was the flip side of it, right? Mm. I mean, and this was. There there was a. I don't know. I, I feel like you know these things have to. You can't isolate them from the point in from time the context, in which they were yeah. made in, right? Yeah. And I mean, like at this point in time, I, I was reading a study recently, right? But uh, the average amount of media consumed by an Indian person in 1980 was mm. less than two hours a day. Mm. Today, that number is close to 14 hours a day. Mm. So I mean, like that. This is the amount of time that we're in front of media. Yeah. So we had nothing back then. Correct. So I mean, like given that, this stuff was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Because I think- Like that's why we're looking at movies that were older yeah. and television shows that were older because at this current time, like with peak television yeah, and yeah. so many movies, if you're going to make a bad show, you, it's difficult to have people watch it Stick to say to it's it. so good yeah, 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 exactly. or enjoy yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like at this point, if something is not good, you'll know good. it's not good. Yeah. And yeah. you'll be like, all right, screw this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have three things down. Right. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. go. So according to me, a guilty pleasure is something you can get together with a bunch of friends and just laugh about it. Hmm. So the 1991 Amitabh Bachchan film Ajuba. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> is an amazing guilty yeah. pleasure of yes, mine. Yes, it is. It is a combination the, of Arabian Nights, the, King Arthur, the Mask of Zorro. <laughs> Awesome and a domino mask that like Ajuba is probably the only Indian film I've seen whose merchandise <laughs> still <laughs> sells because Party Hunter still has that domino mask of Ajuba hanging there and I wore it as a kid. <laughs> so begin with the movie. It's set in Afghanistan, but everybody is speaking Hindi. Of course. <laughs> the the Sultan's entertainment is Kathakali and Bharatnatyam in Afghanistan for some reason. It is the most bizarre uh, premise of a movie. It was. a collaboration of uh, Shashi Kapoor directed the yeah, film that's ah, right. along with a Russian yeah. filmmaker yeah. so there are some Russian actors in the <laughs> film and their dubbing is way off <laughs> when they, when the dialogue is done it's way off Shami Kapoor plays the sultan mm. his wife is a Russian actress yeah. and you can see she's not speaking hindi she's speaking some <laughs> other language and she's dubbed, she dubbed in it hindi. hindi it has a sequence where a dolphin takes care of baby amitabh bachchan and delivers him to the to what would eventually be his family rishi kapoor is a sidekick there is amrish puri in you think mogambo was over the top <laughs> you haven't seen the wazir from ajuba i still remember so 
the early on in the film the sultan can't have a baby and finally he does have a son and there is a one of the courtesans comes to tell the wazir <laughs> ke sultan ko beta ho gaya <laughs> and as the entry that's uh, at the uh, entrance of amrish puri he doesn't say anything he takes a spear and just puts it through the courtesan because she bought him brand new yeah it. so that the film is strewn with moments like those <laughs> and the climax is a huge devil and when i said devil i mean literally shaitan <laughs> because amrish puri's motto is shaitan zindabad like there is no certainty <laughs> like shaitan and there is this huge wooden I mean, creature villain, yeah. Yeah. huge wooden creature who comes out and i don't know how many people it took to control that but it's way off the green screen is terrible people are pointing at minarets which are on the other side of the screen it is hilarious please do watch it with a couple of your friends the full movie is out on youtube ajuba is is amazing and there's two other things i'll speak uh, as, as, uh, very briefly about there's a salman khan film called saban from 2006 ah, of course <laughs> Where Salman Khan plays a version of Nostradamus. Than, it's older than 2006. Not, you're thinking of Sajan. Sajan, that's oh, the one that Sanjay Rao okay. played. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm okay. talking about Savan, a film that I don't think has any record of being released, but I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> Where Salman Khan did a special, and the the director's name is Savan Kumar. <laughs> the film okay. is called Savan. Yeah. I think Salman did like a a favor to him by being in the Correct. film because he's in the movie for about like 35 minutes of the three hours of the movie, and he plays a version of Nostradamus who just appears and tells people uh, the future. and uh, he tells the heroine of the film you're going to die in 2 days and she does and the hero takes revenge by killing salman khan and the heroine comes back to life and that's the movie <laughs> <laughs> i need to see this <laughs> Seriously, I got to yes. see this. And you think Salman's tere naam haircut was bad? You haven't seen him in Saavn. <laughs> it is hilarious. How do I not even know about this at all? Because Salman Khan really did not want did it. Not really want did not want to do anything <laughs> with this movie. <laughs> so that's the second Who's thing. Who's the uh, heroine? Who's the actress? Some random woman who never came in another ah. film. Oh. And who's the other guy? Uh, <laughs> the, the guy who is the hero is some newcomer <laughs> okay. who didn't do anything. Ah, so basically, basically some financier yeah, yeah, who yeah, basically exactly. wanted to make the yeah. kids making movies and, and Salman aa jao <laughs> 2006 is in that old like yeah. isn't that far back but yeah. if you see the movie it looks like it's from the 80s like it's that badly shot <laughs> so that and the last and final thing is uh, the singer chris cornell who's hmm. the lead singer of uh, sound garden yeah. yes. did an album called scream okay. which was produced by timbaland the hip hop producer okay. where chris cornell threw away all his rock and roll cred and made sang over hip hop songs which were basically thrown away samples that timbaland oh couldn't couldn't give to usher in 50 cent <laughs> so the enti- the awful. entire album is one like 11 songs which is just one Fun song, song. <laughs> And I love same this. beat, ah. same beat, yeah. That's just the just the pacing changes a little bit here and there. And I love Chris Cornell's voice, and I yeah. think Timberland's decent enough. So it's not a bad album, but it's just 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 doesn't sound right. But I, if if I put it on, I don't want to put it off either. I just yeah. want to let it play in the background. So Chris Cornell's 2006 <laughs> album Scream, produced by Timberland. <laughs> Those wow. are my three guilty pleasures. I think Bollywood has a lot of these. Yeah, they do. So bad that they're. So uh, I worked on a movie way back when, like about right. 15 years ago or so. I was talking to somebody randomly who told me that this is a movie I love to watch because it's so crappy. Yeah. It's fun to watch. <laughs> oh my god, tell us. <laughs> well, no. So we had the 
there's not much to say, right? I mean, like, it was a crappy movie. Uh, but I, I think the primary thing that made them run was the Barbie doll parody, or rather the... Uh, so, uh, we ripped off... This is the, the one with Manisha Koirala and yes. Akshay Khanna? Yes. Yes. Main hoon, main hoon Barbie girl. Yeah. Main hoon Barbie doll. No, 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 no. Tumne jo kaha, mainne wo sa. It's the same tune as Barbie doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's burnt into my brain. I mean... I know the song. Oh. Yeah, but uh, oh, yes. that was Tu Hai Chalu Girl. No, no, no. That was Devang Patel's parody. Oh. No, this was, <laughs> this was uh, a legend rip-off. You said what you said. I heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very matching costumes. Yes. In Goa. Man, I, uh, the oh. first time I voluntarily said I'm not going to go on a Goa trip. <laughs> you know, my favorite Bollywood movie that I've watched a lot of times and is still absolutely like plot-wise just bananas is Avara Bhagal Devana. Which one's that? It's that's Agovinda Anil Kapoor. No. That's Diwana oh, Masana. That's Diwana Masana. Avara Bhagal Diwana is not Shahid Kapoor. It's uh, Akshay Kumar, Sunil Shetty, Johnny Lever, yes, Paresh Rawal yes, yes, and Aftab yes. Shivdasani. Oh, okay, yeah, all yeah, the yeah, heroines yeah. change uh, yeah, partners yeah, by yeah. the end of it. This was a movie that came out after uh, Hera Ferry, right? Yes, yes. it is uh, actually, the plot is completely stupid. It's like packed with so many actors okay. and actresses. Like, Preeti Jangyani, Amrita Arora, yeah. and some randos. But all, and all the characters have over-the-top characteristics like, you know, Johnny Liver, um, like, stammers. Parish Awal can't remember names. Everybody yeah, has yeah. one thing. That's and they're, they really milk it. Sunil Shetty can't remember words to things. Like, he's just like, Oh, okay. You know, it just goes on and on. But it is so funny. It is absolutely, like, it's so cuckoo. It's, like, super funny. Actually, a lot of David Dhawan movies are like that too, right? They're just complete nonsense. <laughs> what was the Amitabh and Govinda movie? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the most ridiculous movie ever, but so much fun to watch, right? I mean, like, it's just ridiculous but fun. Bollywood was really good at this. Yeah. It's like still entertaining. That, yeah. That's that's the one thing they know how to do. They, make, like, yeah, entertain they'll, you they'll entertain you. Even if, the, even if the story is crap, they will entertain you. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, great conversation. Thanks for so many recommendations. I, I like how we all took the moral high ground in the beginning by recommending really good stuff. <laughs> My dear, we're like, we like crap. <laughs> Please go watch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was our episode of IVM Likes. Till next time. Bye guys. <laughs>